Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Second in Wisconsin, our destination today on Urban Spelunking. This is the former Warner Theater. Also known as the Grand. Also known as the Grand Theater. Uh, We've spelunked this building in the past. It's a beautiful theater in downtown Milwaukee, and you might have heard it's going to be the future home of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. A big project, big investment underway right now. Yes, and it's a win-win for everybody, I think, right? Because the MSO will get control of their own destiny, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And this gorgeous 1930 movie theater that's been sitting empty for a quarter of a century will get a new life yep. and go back in and enjoy its beauty again. And this is just a gorgeous redevelopment. It's it's the movie theater, of course, the Warner or, or Grand, as, it, as it's been known. Um, it's that, plus it's a, a former restaurant space right next door and a parking lot across the street, correct? So it's like yeah, this the, three building or is it? Well, what's going to happen is the former restaurant building on the corner will come down okay. and they're going to build a new addition there that's going to be event space. And then they're going to build a new addition to the north on what is currently surface parking lot to create some back of house stuff, some okay. dressing rooms, some loading docks, some more restrooms. So wow. this, this is really a big project. This is all happening on 2nd and Wisconsin. And if you're just kind of traveling by on Wisconsin Avenue, it may not look like there is all this stuff going on. It may not look like $120 million worth of investment there. Uh, but we're assured that the things are happening behind the scenes. In fact, you got to go inside the theater. I was, yeah, I was in there the other day and there are things happening. There's preparation work going on at the moment. There's going to be a groundbreaking in about a month or so. Okay. Um, and then you'll start to see the things you expect to see around a construction site. You'll see the crane. You'll see the, you know, those trailers. But you go in there now, there's crews in the basement. All of the seats have been taken out in preparation for doing some work and then putting in new seats that that match in terms of style, but would be more comfortable and more modern. This was announced in December of 2016. And if you're going by, you might think, well, nothing's happening here, but there is actually, in fact, stuff going on in there. So it's it really was a big deal when this thing opened back in the 30s and such a shame that it closed and has been vacant for so long because it is this gorgeous space right in the middle of downtown. And I've been in there now about three times since the announcement and every time I go back in there, I'm still taken, literally taken aback by the just how gorgeous the lot. You walk into the lobby and it's this beautiful art deco lobby with mirrors. It's just so striking. You walk in and it's just amazing. It just hits you. It's beautiful. But then you go into the theater auditorium itself and it's this kind of like French Rococo design. It's an interesting sort of dichotomy of uh-huh. the, the sort of more modern and the more retro vibe. But but the architects, Rap and Rap, did that in other theaters as well. And I think partially that's because they wanted the, it was built at the height of Art Deco, so they wanted that Art Deco facade. But once people were in the theater itself, I think they wanted people to feel sort of like they were royalty and they were like walking into this sort of palatial I'm like hanging out in this palatial kind of space. Yeah, that was really the whole feel and essence of these movie palaces back then was going to another place in the world almost. You walk into this movie theater and it's like you're being taken somewhere else and you're on this regal experience. Right. And that's still going to be um, preserved. You know, much like the Oriental and oh, all right. the other and movie palaces. Right. And Milwaukee had one called the Venetian, which had sort of, was supposed to be Venetian features. And if you go to the Avalon now, you see the, this is supposed to be sort of like a Spanish plaza, open air plaza. Well, good things are happening at 2nd and Wisconsin, the future home of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra inside the former Warner and Grand Theater. Which we should say they're hoping to open by the end of 2020. 
So there are some special things that need to be done on the site, on the federal level, to make sure that everything is preserved correctly. In fact, they have to literally move walls. Yeah, there's one uh, wall that has to be moved that's going to be a pretty amazing thing if they can do it. So we're going to talk about that. I'm really interested to find out more about this, how they're going to possibly pull this off. That's coming up next. Keep it here. It's Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on 2nd in Wisconsin at the future home of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. This is the former Warner and Grand Theater. A beautiful building. We talked a lot about just kind of the, the feel, the grand feeling inside this building. And it's a historic building as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's on the National Register, so they have to do things according to what the National Park Service says they have to do to, to keep it in its uh, historic state, as it were. And one of the most complicated things, it seems like, is going to be moving one of the walls, which has been in the news a fair amount because since there's not much space backstage because it was built for a movie. Yeah. Uh, they didn't for need showing a big... movies, not for performances. There is no real backstage area there. So they got permission from the city to move the wall behind the stage out 35 feet into 2nd Street. And then the city will reconfigure 2nd Street. So this um, is not like just like a drywall project. You know, no, it's not like is, just knocking down. This, this is, is more like... than a couple trips to the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> right. so this, is, this is a huge, the whole like, yes, like three and, or four stories, right? I well, mean, yeah, it's... but the thing is, you know, I mean, it's. I'm not sure they knew initially what they were getting into because, you know, I, I would think I would think that you and I think they probably thought that you could take the wall apart. You number your bricks, whatever. Sure. You, know, you do a nice drawing showing where everything goes and then you take it apart and then you build your little extension and you put it back together. Right? You would think that'd be the easy way to go. No, apparently not true. The National Park Service has told them that they have to disconnect the wall from the rest of the building in one piece and move it as one piece. Wow. Feet. So when we say wall, just, you know, for, I mean, this, this is like a forced, it's gotta be a four story wall, three, at least a three story wall. It's, it's huge. So it's the, really like it's the whole the back of the theater. Wall. It's the entire back wall of the theater. It's the entire east facing wall of the theater. And again, this is because they, you know, the, the, the building was built with, with no real thought of it. And you know, they didn't know back in the thirties, this was going to be anything more than a movie theater at any right. point. Yeah. Right? It was, I mean, it, it did have a, a small orchestra pit. So there was. And there was an organ in it, so but there were not. It wasn't built to be like a concert hall, right? You know, so they, they didn't expect to have tons of performers, and you know, have to roll big timpanis onto the stage, and you know, things like that. Well, if you're listening to this at RadioMilwaukee.org, we've got pictures of that wall right on this page. If you're hearing this somewhere else, get to RadioMilwaukee.org and see those pictures. Hurry. There are some really great uh, behind-the-scenes photos. I, I just love the photography in this piece, Bobby, because. You know, I've always wondered, like, what does it look like inside that theater on 2nd and Wisconsin? And you got to go right inside. What's it like just going through? I'm always jealous of you, Bobby, that you get these behind-the-scenes tours of places where, you know, nobody ever gets to go. I took 95 pictures that day. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Um, And that was my third visit since it's... since this announcement happened, and I probably took another 95 each of those other times. Yeah. Um, But each time I've managed to get into a few places I hadn't been to before, you know, because initially they were sort of cautious about, they'd sort of let you into the lobby and the auditorium, but not beyond that. And then the second time I managed to have them show me downstairs where the bathrooms were and there's a fountain down there and some interesting stuff. And then this last time I got to also go in this, the uh, projection room and a few other places, which was fun. But it's always 
eerie to me to be in these places where like you know you're standing in the middle of this i think almost 2500 seat theater and all the seats are out yeah and the room's completely empty and you just i actually said this to the woman from the symphony that was there with me i said imagine what this was like in like the 30s or 40s when on a saturday you know and you had this place just completely packed how rocking it must have been you know how many like every seat full you know, kids running around, just like cause this was pre-TV. You know, and yeah. Movie theaters were, you know, look. It looks now ridiculous to us to have a single screen, twenty-five hundred seat theater, but at the time, it made perfect sense. Yeah, know? the idea of twenty-five hundred people going to see the same movie at the same time on a Saturday <laughs> yeah, is just crazy. We, to we me. almost can't. Right, we can't relate right? to that. But but can you imagine just the life that that a place like that had back in those days? You know, and now to you see it empty and it's just kind of eerie. Well, speaking of life, I mean, that's really what this whole project is hopefully going to accomplish is breathe a little bit more life into this, into this, you know, let's be honest, challenged area of downtown Milwaukee, second in Wisconsin with uh, the future of the mall uncertain um, and just kind of what's going on there. Yeah, and uncertain for for years now. I mean, mean, people have been trying, you know, to find a way to sort of re-inject life into that, but it just, it hasn't really been happening. And now... It's going the opposite way with the Boston store closing. That's not helping. Right. Um, so this is really going to be, I mean, there are good things going on in West Ham. We should, of course, yeah, or not, but, um, but this is really an exciting potential game changer for that, that area right there. Just think of all the people who come in for these concerts. And if you can keep them there for a little while to eat some food, to have a drink, to, you know, if they get there early enough to go shopping, there's all kinds of other businesses that, that could do well there now. And this is way beyond, you know, like proposals and question marks. I mean, this is a definite plan. It's done. They bought the theater. It's, it's moving forward. The, the, the sale has been closed. Yeah. They've raised something just short of $100 million, I think, um, as of December they had. So it's it's moving forward. You know, they're, this is happening, and they're going to have their concerts there. When they're not having events they're in the auditorium, they're, they're going to rent it to people who want to have other concerts and other performances there. They have... This new one of the new buildings that they're adding on has rental space in it for weddings okay. and other events. So I mean, there's this is going to be bringing people into into that area even when they're not performing. This really, to me, sounds like you know a development that is on the same level as the Milwaukee Art Museum. You know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's they're they're really trying to go there and elevate the arts in Milwaukee with this. It, it, it's a big plan, big investment, a beautiful development. Absolutely, so, a lot of eyes watching this as it uh, approaches that 2020 opening. Yeah. Well, much more about the development of the former Warner Theater, the future home of the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. That's right on this page, along with Bobby's complete column at RadioMilwaukee.org. Urban Spelunking is produced by Tyrone Miller, handcrafted sonic inspiration from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tenzillo, thanks so much. Thanks, 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 thanks.